Hey, this is a Dennis Anyone Extra. I'm still in the apartment of Jim Fall. We just finished recording our official podcast, and I started going through his eight tracks, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> we started talking about all this other stuff. He's got all these amazing eight tracks, and he is a Partridge Family aficionado, as oh, yeah. am I. Oh, yeah. You have eight tracks I didn't know existed. Uh, it's like I discovered gold. Well, I, I kind of did too, and it was eBay to help me, because Partridge Family, you know, kind of ran out of steam the last couple of years of their existence, but they put out a couple of studio albums that are not very well known, one called Bullet and Board, one called Crossword Puzzle. That was the weird thing about them. I don't know who decided <laughs> that we're going to name our albums after whatever you get for free inside it. Like, I, I was know. a big fan of Partridge Family Shopping Bag. Yes. That was probably my... Yes, and you got a shopping bag. You got a, you got a shopping album. bag yes. that was like plastic. Right. Um, there was also Partridge Family Sound Magazine. Yes, and Christmas Card. You got a Christmas card. Yes. Partridge Family think, Up to Date. I don't think you got a bulletin board no. with, with bulletin board, but you may have gotten a crossword puzzle with crossword yes. puzzle. Yes, Partridge Family Crossword Puzzle. What? <laughs> Those are two of my favorite things in the world, and they're in one eight-track. Where is that? I Oh, here it there is. There it is. There it is. So Partridge Family Crossword Puzzle. I, have you done it? Oh, my God. I, I, That's another podcast. I would not want to deface the cover of my 8-track. Okay. One across. Keith Partridge's first name in real life. Well, David. Duh. Okay. Number five across. Hit song, Doesn't Somebody Blank, 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 Want, want to it. Be Wanted. Yes. And do you know the monologue from that song? I think I can... Say it because I, I want to do it as an audition. Yes, I think you should. Shall we do it together? Yes, let's do it. Okay, wait. So then the, there's like two verses, and then things get really mellow, and then David Cassidy just like brings it down for a minute, right? And he goes, you know, you know, I'm no different I'm from no different anyone, anyone else. else. I, I start each day and I, and I end each night, night. but it gets really, gets really lonely when you're all alone on your own. Something like that. Something. <laughs> so where is love? Not where is love? But and who, who is love? love? I gotta, I gotta know. know. <laughs> doesn't somebody? You know what it reminded me about as we were just doing that? A little bit like um, uh, I've Never Been to Me, that goofy yes. monologue. Oh, yeah. Um, hey. Uh, hey, you lady. Hey. <laughs> Do you know what paradise this is? is? It's, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's, it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy we create about, about people, people and places as, as we'd, we'd like, like them to be. But, but you, know you know what truth is? It's, it's that... that Baby, baby you're holding, holding in your arms, arms. and that, that man you fought, fought with this morning, morning the, the same one you're going to make love to tonight that's truth that's love thank you charlene <laughs> i love that that song was like you know i fucked everyone and my life that is meaningless crazy that was like a weird throwback even when it happened yeah it was like what is this song from the 70s yeah. happening in 1980 whatever the hell like yeah. a weird story you know, ballad weird. It was weird. We should direct, you should direct it and I will curate <laughs> a show called Songalogs. And there, I just came up with fun. that title. I'm just brainstorming on There's the spot, spitballing. There's a lot And of people just perform songalogs. They're very short. There's a lot though. A lot what are the other ones? Songalogs. What are I mean, some other? A lot of them are from the 50s. In yeah. The 50s, it was a cliche in the 50s yeah. to have the song stop and have people talk. Um, Glenn Campbell has a great one called... Um, Baby come, uh, baby come back. Where it's mostly spoken, and then yeah. he sings the chorus, and it's heartbreaking. It's really good. It takes a lot of nerve to do a song along for yeah. an artist. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Now you have all these eight tracks. We have the Sound Magazine. Come on, I meet you halfway is a beautiful Such song. Such a beautiful song. I'm surprised so no one has ever songs. covered that. You know, I'm really surprised that Tracy never went solo. Well, or how did you feel about when they switched Chris's? 
It was weird. It was weird. But what are you going to do? I forget why they did, though. I, probably the first Chris was a hack. It was shocking, though, how easy. I mean, because the precedent had already been set. Yeah. I mean, the Darrens have been switched before right. on Bewitched. And wasn't there something else? Somebody else got switched. No, I guess not. I guess it was just Darren. That was the big one. And yeah. then, you know, when the kid switched, like, all right, well, the kid has nothing to do anyway. I watched episodes recently, and what I realized is Danny Bonaducci was a fucking comedy machine. He was hilarious. He and was Most of the episodes fantastic. started swirling around him because he was the most interesting thing. He was great. Yeah, him and Ruben. Yes. Ruben? Right. Ruben Kincaid. He passed, I think, a couple years ago. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, I used to, uh, when, when it was Blonde Chris, I used to sleep with my hair pushed up against the back of my neck so that I could wake up with the Chris Partridge flip. Right? I'm very vulnerable. I'm opening up. I see. I see. Yes. Hello, operator. Give me Echo Valley 26809. You have, you have reached, reached a disconnected, disconnected number. number. I love that. That's, oh, another, oh, oh, that's another bummer. That's a mini song along. That's a great song. I know. Yeah. What about Point Me in the Direction of Albuquerque? Oh my God, so great. So great. There Come were some on good... down. Off of your cloud. No, that's a different one. Yeah. No, that's, that's a different one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Point Me. Point Me is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They were singing about real shit in those Partridge oh, Family yeah. songs. One oh, Night yeah. Stand, One oh, Night yeah. Man. What was the one title you before we started this that you said, it's on either um, oh, on, on, Partridge Family, it's either on Douche or on... On, on, um, <laughs> on Partridge Family... Partridge Family Douche. Puzzle. Partridge Family um, there home Pregnancy a, Test. There was a song. Oh, here's Notebook. There's a song called I Got Your Love All Over Me. What does it sound like? Okay, what could that possibly be about? I I don't know. It's like... It's going back to Miss Coco, you get cum in your eye. It sounds like somebody needs a wet nap is what yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> exactly. I am going to, um, oh, I want to lay these all out on a table and take a picture of all of them and then use it as like a screensaver or something like that. Love it. David Cassidy was fucking hot though. He was so hot. I mean, I guess he was. I mean, I, 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 he, I don't know. My little gay brain wasn't completely like enamored with him that way. Right. I, mean, I honestly wasn't like blown away by him. I think He had I, great hair though. Yeah, he had great hair. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was cute, but he wasn't like, oh, you know, I think I, who, I don't know, who's I, I thought Leif Garrett was cute. Really? Those pants were so fucking so tight. tight. My thing was Willie Ames, and I literally have a framed picture on my wall, and a friend came over the other night and said that he, that Willie, I guess, hit rock bottom, went through some tough times, like we do. <laughs> One I know, does. But is now working on cruise ships, which is Good another overlap. Good for we him. We have, yeah. So, right, but Leif right. Garrett, Leif Garrett had a very small window, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had like four albums. Oh, really? Four or five. Yeah. I but he only albums. had like, um, what was his big hit? Well, I Was Made for Dancing? I Was Made for Dancing was yeah. his big, big disco hit. But he did Beach Boy covers. He did uh, Surfing USA was his wow. first hit. Um, then he did a disco album and I Was Made for Dancing was really good. Actually, yeah. a great song. I know. And then he didn't really have a hit after that. He didn't. He, he had like he three is, or four albums after but that. But his thing was, I can wear my pants tighter than all of I you mother... All of you motherfuckers. I have the... Have them here somewhere. Well, um, dig it out. favorite Andy Gibbs song. Oh. I like Words and Music, which is a little obscure. I like um, Everlasting Love. Everlasting Love is my favorite. That's the best song. Never get sick of that song. Now, what about? Wasn't there a gay movie that used Partridge Family songs? Was it um, Brian Sloan's movie? Do you remember this? Oh. It came out after yours. Like, what the fuck was the I name of it? I think I do. I think I do. Something like that. Did it? I think it used. Are you thinking of beautiful thing that used Mama Cass songs? No, it's there was a it was full on oh. Partridge Family, and I felt a little scooped. 
because I haven't I formulated it, but I I, I have it in my heart. I'm like, damn it, I wanted to make a Partridge Family song movie. <laughs> I know. I know. How are we going to do that? We got to make that happen. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Then you have Helen Reddy CDs. Well, you know, Helen Reddy and Trick, there was a connection there. I met her during Trick because she was supposed to sing the f- finale song over the end credits, but decided wow. she didn't want to do it. We took her to lunch and all this stuff, and she came to my premiere. She showed up anyway. Yeah, she showed up. Well, we, so she, well, we used I Am Woman yes. in, in, in the club scene, the disco version that we recorded for the movie. So not her singing, her right. woman whose name I'm forgetting, but she was a backup singer for Helen Reddy. Why didn't she want to do it? I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling she just, she wasn't recording at the time. Yeah. And I don't, I think the bottom line, she probably just didn't like the song or didn't think she would do it well. Or it was, Oh, so it wasn't, it was, it wasn't, she, you weren't asking her to sing a disco version of I Am Woman. No, no, no. We were yeah. asking her to sing the, the credit yeah. call song that right. my friend David Friedman wrote, which is right. a really pretty song called Trick of Fate. And yeah. um, maybe it just wasn't something that Helen like, liked. Sure. It could have been that simple. I have a friend, Scott, who listens to the podcast, who is not... An impersonate, an impressionist, or anything, but he does a good Helen Reddy. Oh my God! It's Helen's a, got a great voice. It's I a very her. distinctive thing. It is. It's a very. And I sometimes make him do it, and I haven't made him do it in a long time. And the next time I see him, I'm going to make him do it. She has a lovely voice. I saw her yeah. recently perform a, a, a year ago, and she, you know, she's gotten older like everyone else, but she's got a great voice still. Yeah. She sounds exactly the same. When I was a kid, we had one little record store in our town. Uh, Snyder's music and there was a girl that worked there named Vera and I would go in and I would look at the Hot 100 in Billboard and I would peruse it I would sit there for a while and they only would carry the top 20 45s so if it was under I would have to order it and she would order it for me and we had this relationship and I remember ordering um, He's So Fine by Christy and Jimmy McNichol which never broke past 90 it was like 98 one week and I have that album Oh my God, he's so fine, ule, right. ule, right. ule, and they have the satin disco jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Christy McNichol. Yeah, yeah. You had that album. I have that album. Yeah, I don't. I think I only have the forty-five. Yeah, you went. You're more a completist than I am. I am. A lot of these albums. Sometimes I would buy them later. Yeah. Because I wanted to. Com- I, I am. I, I needed when I saw these existed. It's like not only do I have to have every A track of Partridge Family, but not yeah. only the A track, I have the British version of Notebook, which has a different cover. This is not different than this cover. And then there's the Record Club versions, which are still different. Oh, my God. Because this is actually an RCA Record Club version of the A-Track. So the artwork is always a little bit different. Yeah. So if you get cr- into crazy collector mode, you just have to buy everything. You get, yeah. I don't think I... I love it all, but I don't have to have it all. But now that I'm here, I, I'm literally staying just to hold it and touch it. <laughs> um, what about Hello, Hello? Remember with the yeah. little sa- that oh, yeah. little horn thing at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Hello, yeah. hello. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, my favorite, though, really is uh, Only a Moment Ago from the first album. <sighs> Only a moment ago. Oh, beautiful. Why has the music stopped? Oh. I bet their songwriters were like killer songwriters. Like, I bet they, they probably were. They're beautiful worked, yeah. songs. I remember watching the pilot not long ago and also remembering that, like, they shot on location and, like, yeah. it was just surely driving that bus down, like, the fucking freeway. Yeah. And it was like, oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. They were like, it, was, it had a gorilla style feel to it. Yeah. And I'm like, that bus was way bigger than they needed, I think. I know. They could have had a van. It was very 60s. Well, I know. 70s, but 60s. Yeah. yeah. I, I was um, in, was it Vegas? With Danny Casillas. And there was a place where we happened upon a Partridge Family bus. Oh. And took pictures. Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, did it really look authentic though? Enough. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Because it's it's I, yeah. very specific. It gave me a chub. What is the <laughs> What is the artist who did that kind of block? Mondrian. Yeah, Mondrian. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So very Mondrian. Yeah. But who was your number one teen idol? Like, who was your? I, you know, it was a toss up between uh, uh, Leaf Garrett and Sean Cassidy because I actually, I actually loved the Do Run Run and That's Rock and Roll. My favorite Sean, Sean Cassidy first song album is so great. Take care, take care, of my baby. Hey Deanie. Oh, Hey Deanie's great. All hey great. Deanie, won't, won't you come, come out tonight? Second album. That was all. Stars are dancing. Eric Carmen songs. You know. so bright. That makes sense when you say that. Eric, Car- uh, that's yeah. rock and roll. Hey, Deanie, yeah. written by Eric Carmen. Well, I was sixteen, and sick of school. He's really pissed off here. Okay. I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> I bought a guitar. <laughs> I got the feeling. I also love um, Olivia Newton-John. Oh yeah. And lately, I've been into a uh, really embracing "Have You Never Been Mellow" as a song. That was the first Olivia song I ever bought oh, on that beautiful best. MCA label. That the the black with the rainbow yes. on it. You were, and you would remember what labels things the were. Labels on. were so the kids important. with the downloads today don't understand. No, no, no. But we got like an actual record, and every every record company had their own sort of style. Like yeah. Warner Brothers always had that weird picture of the exterior of their building. I think it was sort of a weird. Uh, but MCA had that. MCA was always shared to me, shared yeah. Olivia and John, because it was a black label with a rainbow sort of going through. Yes, it was kind of classy. And some of them were very retro. Like we're a record company, Atlantic. we're Capital. Yeah. And some of them were looking to the future. We're Casablanca or yeah, whatever yeah. we are. But um, Atlantic had that cool yeah. retro label, which was great. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the way Olivia Newton-John says the word kick in Have You Never Been Mellow? When? Never had time to lay back. Kick your shoes Right? You knew. I see your face light up right when I go. She just threw it away. I love it. I also love when Olivia does that crazy falsetto wailing. She does something like, like that, that rat thing. Yes. She has a sweet voice. Like, she does. She's not a belter. No. Never I, was a belter, but she they, had a really sweet voice, and nobody has that kind of voice like that. No. When they tried to kind of make her rock and rolly, it worked sometimes. Yeah. If the production was right around her. But I was the completest with Olivia. I'm in no matter what. So I don't have the complete Olivia. I have I, a lot of her eight tracks, yeah, but not the complete. The complete. I, I love it. I remember when I first went to college at Arizona State, I was obsessed with physical, and she was coming to perform there. And I bought four tickets, and I had one friend that was going, and then the other two, no, none of my other friends seemed to want to snatch them up. It was very, it was very uh, symbolic of the loneliness I felt freshman year, the fact <laughs> that I had to try to sell these extra tickets, and I put a, um, a little sign up at the, uh, I was still going to the Mormon church at the time, at oh like the church or whatever, I have wow. two extra tickets or whatever, and somebody wrote on my little sign, Slut Rock. For Olivia? <laughs> Yes. Well, I guess physical was sort of. It was. Naughty. She it was, was a naughty. Song. She was going there. Right. She was trying to go there. Physical, I mean, this song physical like freaked me out because it was like it was a little bit punky. It was like punk, yeah. sort of that weird had a weird beat to it, and it was kind of trying to break her out of whatever she was in. You know? And it worked. She and had worked. like ten weeks yeah. at number one or yeah. whatever. It was, it was a great huge. song. Although that album, I took to uh, make a move on me more than that. I love that song. I took a, I took to landslide. I think strangers touches on that album. Carry it away. The the, the dolphin song that she Come squeaks on, through. Come baby, make a move on me. That's tonight. a good, that's a great song. Yeah, great song. I can't wait. And nobody gives credit for Come Olivia. She was a pioneer in music videos. Oh yeah. Early on, she did full video albums. Oh yeah. That were conceptual. 
Matt Latanzi in a post-apocalyptic yeah. oasis. It's interesting that they did. And them nobody that ever. Way. She was ahead of a lot of MTV it's, stuff. It's interesting that they did because that was. I guess that was a little pre-MTV though. Physical was yes. pre-MTV. It was right so in the beginning. You have to wonder, like, why did they make them? Like, what were they using them for? I like, don't know. Where, what did they well, before MTV? It was there was a TV special. Olivia was doing a TV special. And I remember her bumpers talking between the videos, and she would say, "This is a little bit different. I'm doing something different, or something like that." It's like sand. You see it, and it turns into like she was trying to prepare us that she was fucking gonna break some boundaries here, yeah. and she was gonna show us something we hadn't seen before. But even when you see those old like the Carpenter singing "Only Yesterday," like there's a there's a quote unquote video. Yeah. Of that. It's a film of them walking around some park singing. Yeah. Only yesterday. And, and there's dissolves. And that was all back when films. So people spent, they spent some money on it. But what, yeah. I wonder what they thought the, what, what they were going to do with that video. Like, what do you know. do with, back in 1973, a video of Only Yesterday? Like, what, what, what do you do with it? I don't know. You know. Favorite Carpenter song? Well, oh boy, that's hard. Right now, Only I... Only yesterday, maybe. Or, maybe. Or just, you know, Karen does an amazing version. Oh, you know what? Uh, it's too many. There's too many. There's too many. I like um, Goodbye to Love. Yeah. Because that's fucking suicidal. Yeah, that's a Because well, you're like a kid. I love the Carpenters. And oh, then as an adult, you song. listen to it. It's like, and you're like, holy shit, girl. I know. I know. This is bad. That song's tough. No one ever cared if I should, should live, live or die. die. Holy shit. I'll say goodbye to love. It's like... <laughs> She's on the she's on the edge she of a building. She's standing on the edge of Capitol Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was her label, but I like the image because it's her, around her, her Horizon album. Though I guess was my favorite because that was like I remember buying it. And there was something so classy about how they put it together and that A and M label. And she sings a killer version of "I Can Dream," can't I? Yeah, forties song with that smoky Mournful. cello of a voice uh, of hers, where it's it's all down in this lower register because they knew it's like they were using her. That's that that's her, her. That was her. Thing, that's her sweet spot. Was going into that deep, beautiful yeah. place she could go to, and that song goes. It's very rangy. It goes way down, yeah. and she just hits those notes like, and it just literally sounds like a cello. It's so. And when you for, oh, for years A and M was on La Brea, yeah, really. and I would drive by and I think, ah, oh, the Carpenters. I would always think I that. I still do. Even yeah. though Kermit's on top of it. Now it's Kermit. Um, I also love "I Need to Be in Love." Oh, that's I know. a sad yeah. song. I know. I need to. Yeah. Yep. 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 The yep. other day I was at Yogurt Stop in West Hollywood, and there was a dance mix of Karen Carpenter's "Kind of Hush" all over oh, the world, really? which I was a huge Hermits Hermits fan from yeah. that day more yeah. than the Beatles. Like they, for somehow I inherited my brother's Hermits Hermits. They covered that song, but yeah, it was it's a good version. But with the dance track, not good. Karen Carpenter was not meant to be remixed. No, you know, but you know what is good is what? there's a dance mix of Only Yesterday. That's an upbeat song, which is good. Yeah, because it's it's actually they didn't even have to change the beat. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It just, yeah. Only, it's and it and it has a key change right. and it like it spirals up. You know. Yeah. Boy, she sang some sad ass songs. But you though. heard her. You heard that solo album she did without him. I didn't. Was it oh, good? Oh my god, you have to get it. She did a couple of disco songs on it. Yeah. And it's there's a there's a song called My Body Keeps Changing My Mind, which is a, there was some horny songs on it. Wasn't out there? and out disco, out and out disco song, and it's it's good. It's totally good. I mean, now you know Karen doesn't have the disco voice. It's right. Probably not the best blend. Right. But there's a beautiful song too on it, a ballad called um, "Make Believe It's Your First Time." Oh, that's a beautiful song. Which then they re-recorded 
when they shelved that album. But her original version of that song is really simple. And like, it feels like Karen unplugged, like not, I love you know, Richard, Richard, Richard's producing is yeah. amazing, but it's so polished. Whereas yeah. this one has a little more rough edges to it. And it feels a little more, I don't know. What a loss that voice. Aye, I aye. love it. There's a new documentary I just watched too. It's someone, a British documentary about the last hours of Karen Carpenter. Holy shit. Yeah. It's not, it's not like it reveals all that much more really. It just, have you ever seen the Todd Haynes superstar yes, thing? I've never seen it. Oh, it's, you can watch it on YouTube now. I have oh really? On, I have it on VHS. I've had it for years. Is it great? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Oh, it's great. So good. I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Do friends give you eight tracks now as like little no, things? No, I tell them stop. Stop. <clears throat> you you've laid down. You've laid it down. I have everyone I need. I okay, can't you're done. Possibly haven't. And, and inevitably, it's a it's a it's a double of something yeah, I have. That's amazing. You know, a friend of mine gave me a, a sealed <clears throat> share tape that I had, but didn't have a sealed version. So it's like okay. But you have a, also have a sealed Madonna True Blue. <clears throat> Excuse me, <clears throat> a sealed Madonna True Blue, which is. First of all, seeing Madonna on 8-track is a mind People fuck. don't realize that 8-tracks, they stopped making them like in, in 1979, 81, but the record clubs kept making them into the, into the late 80s. Right. So you can find a lot of record club 8-tracks <clears throat> of, of 80s bands that you would not think were on 8-track. Did you, did you ever do that 10 records for a penny thing? Yeah. And do that thing? Oh, hell yeah. And you saw it through? That, I would always want to, but I think I never really bit the bullet. That was my cassette phase. When, yeah. When, when, once I sort of segued to cassettes, because you could rewind cassettes. Right. You can't rewind an 8-track. No, you're, you're fucked. You're fucked. You just got to keep playing it. And the song ends in the middle and you're right. okay with it? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I belonged in a record club. I have a ton of 8-tracks. But, but Columbia was shitty back then. They kind of gave you shitty artwork that was printed on a crappy like the artwork was it wasn't the real thing no they made their own tapes that's how they got away with it there's a documentary on the columbia record club too it it was a bit of a scam where they actually made their own pressed their own versions of the records made their own tapes and something about that enabled them to have a discount so it was like a knockoff it was really weird wasn't it was like the outlet mall of music Yeah. yeah i don't like that it was a weird thing all right well, I loved sharing this bit of nostalgia with you, or sharing our Partridge Family fetish. If you know any songalogs that we need to include in our show, songalogs, yeah. uh, send them along to uh, DennisAnyonePodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks, Jim. Bye.